All right, bet. Sin.com podcast. Who got next series? Who am I in the building with? Sonny Sandy. Sonny Sandy. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How about yourself, bro? I'm good, man. Where you from? I'm from Baldwin, New York. Okay. It's in Long Island. All right. But originally, I was born and raised in Queens. Oh, that's a fact? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what, Queens, dude. What part? Of Rosedale. What part? Rosedale. Yeah, what part of Rosedale? Where? Because there's two Rosedales. There's well, I, like... Well, right, right on Wellington. You know Wellington? Yeah, facts. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. To like, uh, they call it town. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. I used to live right by um by the like the block from the McDonald's on 244th. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like a block from there. Um, I traveled all the time, so I was always, depending on which family member I was with. But I spent a lot of time in, in, in Rosedale, too, so that's dope. How far you, how long you been in Long, in long Island? I've been around here for like eight years now because I had to go to school over here because when I was in Rosedale, you know, I was going to Catholic school, but then it got shut down. So, I, you know, my mom... What school you went to? St. Pius. St. Pius, I bet. Yeah, word. Yeah. yeah. It closed down the church over there, too. Yeah. Closed yeah. everything down. Grand yeah. opening, grand closing. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to school out here? Uh, I went to Long... Uh, Limbrook. Limbrook. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, Limbrook High School. And I was there for a little bit and, you know, I graduated, whatever. But... Uh, definitely going over there opened my eyes up to a lot of things. So I I, I kind of got both sides of the spectrum. Like Yo, that's black and white. That's mad funny because me and my me and my homegirl were talking about this. We was like, uh, I know people from Long Island don't want to hear this, but like when you a Queens nigga and you move move to Long Island, you like a celebrity. Like the like, it's a different it feeling. Was just it was exactly like that. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you ever saw anybody get shot? Yeah, yeah nah. Like, I'm like, yo, like, Cause that was me. Every time yeah. I used to come out here, like, I have family in Brentwood, I have family in Valley Stream. Yeah. So anytime I would leave, and if I wasn't in Rosedale, most of the time I was, like, in Southside of Hollis. Mm-hmm. And then when I come out to Long Island, before I really started doing most of my stuff out here, it was the same shit. Like, yo, you know X, Y, Z, you know this person, you know that person, you chill on the Ave. Like, you know, mad questions. You always get those, but yeah. well, I'll be getting busy too, you know? So That's a fact. A lot of people sleep on it. Yeah, they yeah. do. Like a lot of people in Roosevelt, like uh, like you said, Brentwood. Yeah, there's a lot of places that people just don't know about. So what you think about the music scene out here? Like that's that's I want to get into that because you you are artists out here. You're dope. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. Thank you. You've, Thank you've you. been obviously if you've been here for eight years, then your musical influence probably was around things that you've been through here. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the music scene out here. I mean, I don't know too many artists, but I do know some dudes that I'm cool with that are still trying to get their music up right. and I respect them for that And uh, but I don't think there's anybody really uh, in Long Island that's pushing through that's really in the industry I don't know right uh, little, I mean little techers the, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they say he's from LI so he's been kind of like I think he is I'm not sure yeah, I'm, I'm not even privy to, to little Tekka as much like what he does but I know his name rings out here a little bit I know Buster's from Long Island okay yeah, um, yeah of course few legends Rock Hammers from Long Island um, Prodigy, they say, was from Long Island, and Method Man was from Long Island. I mean, those are the legends, though. Yeah, yeah, like, facts. Flavor Flav, like my my teacher back in the day, she taught Flavor Flav. Oh, facts. Yeah, Roosevelt. So okay, facts. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So she knew all them, but I mean, the legends, of course. But as of right now, I don't really know. Too Why much. do you think it's like that? Why do you think no one from Long Island is really just like kicking the doors down? I don't know, man. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, we all in New York, and we all just pushing through. We all see what's going on in the streets. Nothing's really different unless, you know, you're going through Long Island and Brooklyn and yeah. you see, like, different places. But everything is gentrified right now, so... That's a fact, too. I think Long Island just has a stigma for... Or a reputation, which I don't understand why, for being, like, soft. And then right. with that, too, I guess because it's, like, a, it's nothing but suburbs for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, 
But you got your hoods that get busy. You got your wine dances, your Amityvilles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got your you got your um people that get busy. But I guess like the overall view of Long Island is like it's soft. And I think a lot of well, you're not you say you're not really into the Long Island music scene as much, but the more that you get into it, you see that Long Island tends to box themselves into like that Long Island versus everybody type of vibe. Right, right. And I feel like that's kind of another thing that holds them back. Um, so would you say that you represent LI or do you still feel like you represent Queens? Do you think it's where you're from or where you at? What do you think? I think I just represent New York as a whole, man, because I've been in Long Island. I've been in Queens. I've been in Brooklyn. I've definitely been in the Bronx. I see how the Bronx get down as well. And I've been influenced by, by the Bronx. And, uh, I have family from all over in New York, so um, I've been in New York for eight years. But I mean, I mean, I'm, I've been in Long Island for eight years. But at the same time, man, um, I'm just influenced by so many parts of New York. So I just call myself a New York artist. Right. Yeah. That's so, dope. Yeah. You think that influences your sound? Just that New York sound, and that's yeah. Definitely, definitely, because I'm influenced by guys like, like you said before, Buster, Jay Z. Uh, Chuck D is definitely somebody that okay. I'm influenced by. Like I have a song that I call Last Generation. And to me, I just thought about Fight the Power. Yeah. And yeah. Chuck D and just uh, the song that, I, that I'm going through, I'm talking about Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and all the things that's just going on in today's society. You feel yeah. me? So so definitely uh, I'm influenced by a lot of people from a lot of areas. And Chuck D, a real one too. Yeah. Like He shows a lot of love to like artists out here. Like I know my man Chris Payne does a lot of yeah. stuff with, with Chuck D and stuff. And, yeah, real dude. Yeah, so Chuck D is like really, really dope. Um, what made you really want to do a record like that? Because I mean, right now, mm-hmm. we live in a time where there's not a lot of records like that. Like, mm-hmm. And it's dope that somebody who's indie is making something because a lot of major artists don't even want to attempt those records. So yeah. um, it wasn't a gimmick for you. It was something that yeah, obviously was life, what man. was going on was, was, was affecting you. I mean, everything's affecting me, to be honest. The whole thing that's just going on, you just see in the past year of uh, police brutality and... Uh, just even our, our own people, man, just kidnapping the girls. Like yeah. I got a line in the song that I said, you know, uh, uh, taking the girls, send them off, and man, it's crazy to me if I have a daughter, my cell with ease. Like for me, like the shit's just crazy out here that we even just kidnapping girls and selling them off. Like girls can't even go to party in Miami. It's a fact, man. And in the hotel rooms, you know, they got dudes just waiting there. It's like people in the hotels. With all that shit, like it's just crazy to me. And then all of a sudden, uh, you got you know, of course, Brandon Taylor situation. I was yeah. sad, you know. It's just like a black woman came in, sleeping in her own bedroom without getting killed, and just even with yesterday, man. Like I saw that dude in Philadelphia. In Philly, in Philly right? I yeah, just spoke yeah. about that shit, man. Uh, and what bothered me too, like one of my homeboys, he uh, we was talking about it. And he was like, "Well, he shouldn't have charged that." And I was like, "Man, it don't really matter." Like, how many times we see white dudes? Coming after police with Y'all seen this dude run yeah. over cops and drive and all of that is fun. And it's like, what happens to like tasers or leg shots? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, just point blank shooting him. Like, uh, Rashad, bro. Yeah, fact. Rashad, like, what happened with that, man? Like, yeah. he been shot in his back seven times. Like, he had to go through that, man. Like, Let's get off of music. Let's talk about this a little bit. Because yeah. um, I'm always, like, I always think it's insightful when I hear people talk about this, especially artists. <laughs> and the fact that you have this in your music as well. Yeah. Um... Are you a conspiracy theorist? Do you feel like there's like a bigger thing out there? Uh, I feel it, like there's a lot of things going on that the average person doesn't understand, doesn't know what's going on. And of course, the higher-ups are definitely masking it because, you know, average people just can't take it because we're just, we're just blinded to whatever is going on in the world. Like, 
look what's going on with politics. You know, people yeah. are fighting over who should be the president, which is crazy to me. Which is wild. We live mm-hmm. in a, a country that's supposed to be the land of free, supposed to be having the free thoughts, and we find over who, like, two dudes that are really going to be the staple. Right. And to me, honestly, like, looking at the debates, is like, looking at two children fighting. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And it's like, I think now people aren't really voting for anyone. I think they're not voting for someone. So there's a difference. Right, it's like, right. ah, we don't really want to vote for Biden, but we don't want Trump in office. So let's vote for Biden. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you'll pick the best of both evils or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we got here as far as like this world, man. It should just went left. I mean, if you look at it, man, we are like a really in a dark era of confusion when it comes to the presidency then you had the COVID that was going around for this whole year I can't believe we're in October about to be November like this year went by like it's nothing it just flew by that's why I'm just like man if you didn't see what's going on with this year man with your life yeah take your life and just run with it man yeah and try to do the most that you can forget all the bullshit forget all the people that's doubting you forget whatever that's going on just make sure that you and yours are straight right because you can just be going to blink it by and nah, yeah. nothing, you know that's a fact man and then um it also taught me we have no we have very limited control of our own lives definitely like definitely. i've watched in like i'm like for me like i put together um showcases concerts things like that right mm-hmm. so um i also used to do like nightlife promotion and marketing and stuff so i literally was affected by it as far as watching things get shut down right in front of my eyes right. and have no control over things that I had months in the works. So for example, we had like two or three different showcases for indie artists that we put together. Mm-hmm. Um, every Saturday, we had had it lined up. Right. With some big names that was supposed to come out and just show love. And I watched it go in a matter of a week from 50% capacity for to a venue to 25% capacity Damn. to nah this shit is shut down you know what I mean and there's no capacity to um yeah only like you know pick up for food yeah, no sitting yeah, down yeah. to outdoor dining to limited di- it's crazy and it's like it just takes one person or a few people just you know collectively pushing the buttons getting it to the, to the masses getting on your media networks getting on your, your social media sites yeah. and this is the law this is what goes down. This is what has to happen. Yeah, and so many people just losing money and losing business from what's going down right now. It's, yeah. It's sad, but at the same time, you, you still have to understand that, you know, we have to live by these rules right now because of what's going down. Yeah. We have to respect it, but I just hope things just start picking up and getting better again. Yeah. Because people are actually, like, losing their, their, their jobs. Their livelihoods, and, man. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I've, I've witnessed it. I've witnessed, like people that I know that had successful businesses before this thing happened. It's right. like, yo, we are depending on customers. You know, we can't right, survive right. without customers. Like, even big companies, man, like, stores like, you yeah, know, Lord & Taylor, Century seen, 21, like... How many chains have we seen just... Yeah, you know what I mean? You can sell... down stores. AMC, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like, this sell... Right now, you can rent a, a, a theater for, like, $99. $99. <laughs> I saw that. Like, what? I was like, like, like take a shorty with me then. Yeah, nah, we <laughs> out. Yeah, this, this is ours. Like, yeah, we yeah, here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? This is ours. <laughs> and it's, like, crazy. And it's, like... Like, we live in such a, a, a time where it's, like, you have to tap into your talents. You have to tap into your hustle. Like, you have to be a creative. You know what I mean? Like, you got to really figure it out. Because this is the time where... I, I, I got a bunch of artists that I help out with music. Mm-hmm. I used to get tight. I'm like, 
How are y'all not in the studio locking in throughout this whole thing? You can't work. You're getting money from the government. This is the time for you to really focus on your craft and to better your thing. Definitely. Did you use the COVID situation as a time to sharpen up your talent as well? or? Of course I did, man. Uh, during this time, man, I, I just really started working on my craft, started listening to more music, started studying more rappers and a lot of uh, rhyme schemes and just people that I'm really influenced by. And I tried to work on my sound, just trying to get my sound better and uh, pushing through and you know this year has been a year that I've really taken my music so serious right. and just trying to push it out there to the world and uh, you know I began some positive reactions and I'm happy about that so yeah you de- you said something that was dope you said you lo- you started listening to other rappers yeah. like studying which I think a lot of people don't do as much yeah definitely um, I've always been a student in the game but okay. you know I've always loved rap I always loved certain rappers like Fife Dog and KRS-One and um, right. Q-Tip of course yeah. So just definitely artists like that. People don't mention Q Tip and Fife a lot of times. Oh, man. Which is crazy. Especially Q Tip. Like as like an artist and a producer, people don't really talk about Tip as much. Um, so like I wanna ask like yeah. I don't know if I wanna ask this now or later. Matter of fact, I'm gonna ask this now. Okay. I, I tend to learn a lot about an artist by asking them two different questions. Okay. And then it helps me with the overall assessment. So just by listening to your stuff, mm-hmm. vibing with you for a little bit and, and the things that you've been saying so far. I get like a, a kind of like a gist of who you are, but question one, top five favorite artists, uh, and it doesn't have to be about, rap. It doesn't have to be rap. Any genre. Okay. Um, man, that's kind of hard to be honest. Uh, and you know what? No cliche answers as far as anybody that's dead. Matter of fact, no, I don't want to say that because then that's still all right. So you give you can, you can include dead people. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna just say these names they're not really top like I, and it could be in any order yeah any yeah, order yeah, yeah. yeah because I, there's a lot of artists I'm influenced by so I'll put like um and uh for me as a kid listening to her and definitely uh how she sings will be Celine Dion okay I definitely uh think she's a great artist and great singer and uh just her music man it's just timeless that's a fact uh, Definitely Kanye West. He's a genius in my eyes. Kanye West, the artist or the producer, or are you gonna take combine them both? I'm gonna combine them both. Okay. Because what he's done is just great. Of course, um, um, I'm gonna say Hove. Okay. I'm gonna put Hove up there as well. Hove is definitely great. Uh, just like you, just see how he is. Just to be. Now, are you talking about Hove the artist or Hove? Hove the artist. Okay, so it has nothing, nothing to do with his, the business his, decisions. His business is definitely great. Okay. We understand. We see that he's led the way for young men like myself to right. even like, what you, what you going to do after music? You know, when music is over, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to set up for the next generation? Right. Uh, but as an artist, man, just... Even in the nineties, he was killing it. Like just going into radio stations and rapping his ass off. His ass off. And going to parties and rapping his ass off. Yeah. People didn't even believe him at first. And then those are my favorite whole things. Like watching Hove on YouTube, just like and then my uncle used to uh, he, he used to um, work at this club, a promoter this club called the Tunnel. Yeah. So I remember I was I, like, I've heard of the tunnel. Yo, I used to be yeah. mad young, yeah. and he used to sneak. He, used to, he was supposed to be watching me first and foremost. Yeah. So no one knew that he was working at the tunnel, and he used to sneak me into the tunnel, mm-hmm. 
And I think it's like my first time really being exposed to like music music. That was the make it or break and place I heard. Yo, make it or break it or get your jaw broken or whatever. Yeah. It was like the really gutter place. But like you, if you couldn't spit, if you couldn't, if you wasn't thorough, if you wasn't about like that New York music thing, it was yeah. hard for you to survive that. But my uncle really put me onto a lot of music shit and every, a lot of these artists knew him before he passed. Right. And um, I remember just the, the vibe of the tunnel being young. And as I go back now and look at some of the videos and you're like, you can see the hunger in Jay-Z. Like, you know, Big was alive. And even when Big died, it's like, all right, there's a void to be filled here. And you can see the whole hunger, not just Jay, but like his whole crew. Like, yeah, they, they knew they were that team. crew. Like, that whole team was just, it was about just taking over rap, just yeah. taking over hip hop as a whole. Yeah. And, you know, they did it for a while. They, they definitely got there. Jay was so dope that it's like Jay to me damn it sounds crazy Jay could take artists that's like that wouldn't be superstars by themselves mm-hmm. and because of Jay's presence and of course Dame's business sense and you know Big's you know handling of everything else because of those three they had artists like Memphis Bleak looking like a star yeah. like Beanie Siegel, Beanie Siegel was who to me is like one of the best like you know what I'm saying Freeway man. yeah facts Definitely Freeway you know what I mean oh, yeah. Young Guns like Chris yeah, yeah, I was I was just on the phone with my man yesterday my man um, Celebrity Flash from Philly okay. who's making his name out there and I was like yo let's get Young Chris on this record mm-hmm. and he's like yo Chris I was like yeah Chris is an artist who I feel like he missed his mark because he was underneath that rock that Rockefeller yeah. umbrella but Chris was dope Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like it happens to a lot of artists, man. You just under that that umbrella for so long because you just have so many people that's just next to you. Yeah. So it's like you get lost in the sauce a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you're not a great artist. It's just how things go. All right. Yeah. Fact. So you got Kanye, Celine Dion. You got Jay. Give me two more. Okay. Um. Damn, man. This is this is hard, bro. I know, man. I can't leave Michael Jackson out there. Okay. I got to put him up there. He's, you know, the greatest entertainer to ever live. Hands down. Uh, Hands down. Even in the booth, when I, I was watching the interview, Dark Child said they had to change, they had three shirts for him just so he can change through because he would just give his all even in the booth. Wow. So, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what Dark Child said. So, um, yeah, definitely Michael Jackson. And um, the last person, man, I, I, I'm just going to actually put a spit up there, man. I'm, I already got two people that sing that can definitely sing their ass off on stage. Um, I put one more spit up there. Uh, yeah, I know it's tough. I'm going to say Jada Kiss, man. Facts? Top five? Jada okay. Kiss. Definitely Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss is up there. I mean, this is this is one of my top people, but off the head right now, for me, I'm naming those people, but definitely Jada Kiss. Did you see the battle with him and Fab? I did. <laughs> it was amazing, man. It was great to see that and to see both of those dudes. Yo, before the battle, did you think that Jada would win? Definitely. I did. Hands Definitely. down. Definitely. Hands down. Yeah. Jada. Hands down. People that don't know Jada, yeah. like, they don't understand. Like He's not just a lyrical genius. Nah. And his flow is not just great, but his songs, yeah. back to back, like, name and one this- Jada song that you hear that you just can't rock with. Nah, I can't name a Jada verse I don't rock with. Exactly. Forget just a song. Like. Exactly. He's always had presence on every track that he's been on. It's like presence, cadence, you know, flow, consistency. Like, I love that battle because it showed, like, name a bag, Jada's been in it. Feature bag, female record, street, freestyle, whatever. When he's on whatever. the song, you know it's Jada. He, he played mixtape records. That was, like, crazy. 
And he was records that I was like, yo, Jada, you could have played twenty more records and you would have still won. He was, he was, he was killing it. And Fab, Fab is not, soon. Fab is no joke. Yeah. Fab is no one to really. Everybody know that Fab is still out here. Like he's still doing his thing at the top, to be honest. Like, but it, it just shows. It just showed me something like, damn, like, yeah, like Jada, like is Jada. different. I'm and he never been. switched. He never changed up who he was as an artist. Oh man! Yeah. Even now, nowadays, man, you just see him like he's still a humble guy. He's still out here in the streets. He's still uh, helping other artists yeah. trying to get put on. And I've always respected Jada for that. Like you, you could tell that he's one of the most thorough guys in the industry. Yeah. So uh, even as a kid, man, just listening to Jada, and I was just like, damn, bro, like he's amazing. Yeah. So definitely, he's had an impact on me as well. And to stand out, because Jada's been a part of, um, I mean, a lot himself, but Jada himself. Sheik Luch is one of my favorite uh, rappers. I'm glad you said that. A lot of people sleep on Sheik. On, on Sheik. Dope, man. Like, a lot of people on, sleep on Sheik. That, that, to me, he had the best verse song about the Benjamins. To me. Other people will say different, but to me, come on, man. Now, I feel like his mm. verse song about the Benjamins, man, was... I'm going through it. Yeah. People, some people are gonna say Kim, some people are gonna say Jada. Of course, I wouldn't say Kim. Like, Damn, say Jada, but I gotta agree with you. She, she loose, man. Because like, the way he came on that track was crazy. Pause. Talking about the paintings and talking about those, the models those, and those, God, those are, yeah, nah, yeah. And how he was just flowing with it, like he he was amazing on that track. So, you know, she got that one. Yeah, she got it. I'm going through it right now. She got it. She edged Jada. It all about the Benjamins, yeah. but he got it. Um, but even Jada, like to stand out, you've been a part of two crews like Bad Boy, yeah. Rough Riders, yeah. And like you know, outside of X, man, I feel like Jada was like that dude in Rough Riders. He was always that, guy. always I mean, that guy. You know what I mean? Look at every just couple of years of rap, Jada's always standing out. And uh, I remember, I think he came out with his album. Um, I don't want to say the, the wrong album name, but I think it was. In 09, he came out with that album. Kiss the Game Goodbye? Yeah. 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 yeah, And, man, even that album was just great. Yeah. Just, you think he has a classic album? Because a lot of people say that Jada, that Jada is dope, but he doesn't have a classic project. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Right. I feel like most of his projects are classics. Yeah. Just yeah. because you don't hit a, a gold album or a platinum, whatever. Now we're like, we talking about another topic. And this is dope that you're saying that because um, you're reading my mind. Yeah. Do you think album sales matter and takes away from your status as a legendary artist? Uh, it shouldn't take away your status as a legendary artist because sometimes it's always about, pop, well, most of the time it's about popularity. And throughout all that, you're going to have the person that's the most popular person in the industry right now that's right. going to top everybody. Like, uh, at that time, like what we said with Jay-Z, um, he was in 09 he was still at the top yeah and Jada Kiss was definitely coming out with his album yeah but he ain't gonna top Jay-Z because it's a fact it's, it's yeah. Hope. Yeah. Hope was, he got the Nets on him he got Beyonce and everybody else but you know it's just how it is but definitely uh, it's that that shouldn't just edge out your, your complete work your body of work and your albums and what you're putting out there and then the thing too is like so like um my top five is not top five. Yeah, my top five is weird. Um, a lot of people disagree with my top five, mm-hmm. but I feel like my reasoning for having certain artists in my top five, mm-hmm. I don't consider album sales ever. I don't even consider like popularity, mm-hmm. right? Because I understand like with the label, you have marketing dollars behind you. 
It's about your image. Yeah. It's about, okay, like, let's keep them trendy. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of business that goes behind it. Yeah. Um, Jaden never really had that to me. Like, he had Bad Boy with the locks. Yeah. And then, you know, they wanted to get off Bad Boy. And, you know, yeah. so even that was crazy. So with the whole Free the Locks campaign they did. And then, you yeah. know, you had Def Jam. Yeah. Um, so I respect the fact that you you are more into artistry than numbers. Definitely. Now, for yourself, yeah. as an independent artist, do you keep that same energy when it comes to your music? Do you ever make music and you're like, my goal to make this record is to get this amount of streams or this amount of attention? Or are you solely comfortable just making music for yourself? Uh, I mean, uh, I want my music to be out there and I want people to enjoy it and I want my music to be worldwide. So that's why I try to hit, even I, I got some songs that I'm trying to hit that uh, sound low, you know, Latin. Right, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm trying to hit all different, I'm just trying to do music. I, I feel like I, that's why I call myself an artist. Right. I'm trying to make music for people and for myself as well. Because you got a Latin record on there, right? You yeah, got a record, yeah, I forgot yeah, the name I, of it. Yeah, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm just, I just want to hit music for everybody. I'm just trying to get people that love music that have a great ear that you know whenever you just in the car or you at a party or you just chilling at the house like you gonna Sunny Sands popping on and you, you got something to. that somebody can gravitate towards exactly because I've, I've been hearing that from so many people they're saying man it's, you don't just have a trap song or just an R&B song but you, you hitting everything man. and it's like once I hit the other button I'm hitting you're hitting another emotion of mine and my theory is right because I can go by your top five you mentioned Celine Dion, Michael Jackson, yeah. uh, Kanye, you know what I mean? Um, which lets me know that you have respect for production as well. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z, um, Jadakiss, which means you like, off your top five, it's like, you definitely are into multi-genres. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. not limited in a box of what inspires you and what right, you know right. you can listen to, um, which is always dope, because I'm a great playlist person. Like, I love listening to different people's playlists and see what's, you know, what you got to watch. Yeah, yeah. Was your mom into music? Uh, def my mom definitely loves music, but she also, like, uh, as a kid, she just played a lot of different artists in the house. Like, Sundays when we were clean, she would be playing Phil Collins. Facts. And Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. And there were times I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing Biggie, I'm hearing Pac. And I'm just, like, I'm getting all different types of sounds and people that I'm listening to. And uh, it was just, just, just listening to music, man. It just, it really opened my eyes up. And you, you just know that music is powerful. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, damn, I mean, to me, it's probably like the most powerful thing out here, man. Like, I, I remember being at a um, at a protest when everything was going on for, yeah. with George George Floyd. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was. This happened twice. Actually, no, this happened. It happened twice, but the impact of the first time when it happened. So I, I snuck away because I had a lot of people telling me like, "Yo, don't protest," and I'm very big on like on on our people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm big on us, I'm big on our rights. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like because I'm somewhat like a figure in the indie scene for different reasons and people kind of, you know, people would hit me like, yo, you going to protest. I had a lot of people telling me not to do it. Mm -hmm. I had, um, you know, the girl I was with at the time, mm -hmm. you know, I knew they were very um, concerned about COVID also. Right. So I was like, you're going to this big crowd, nobody's wearing masks, you're going to come bring it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, which I fully get, I fully understand being health conscious as well. Right. I mean, at the time, man, I'm not going to lie to you, man, I wasn't even considering health. I was considering I change. I wasn't either, man. When I got out there, I, wasn't, I was just thinking about just 
being one with the people, man. And just this, I feel like this was our voice. time to be a voice, and every voice mattered. Exactly. And I remember being at one of these, uh, one of the protests, man, and somebody played Changes by Tupac. Yeah. Blasting it. This is what my tattoo is. Changes, changes by Tupac. Nice. And, um, which is also Phil Collins, uh, the Phil Collins sample. Yeah. Um, and just like, uh, damn, you're just like, I don't know if it's Phil Collins, I forgot the guy's name. But just like seeing everybody, all different colors, different races, yeah. male, female, straight, gay, whatever, mm-hmm. going crazy rapping the lyrics to Tupac's changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tupac's universal, man. And it's like, I was like, fuck it. I was like, yo, music, it just brings everybody together. And as much as I was upset about everything that was going on, as much as I was like, you know, like, nah, we need change. Just, I sat there and I was like, yo, I'm identifying different people. Like, yo, I know you're Jewish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have the things on, you know what I mean? The, I saw a kid with the, you know, the hat. The, the yarmulke. The yarmulke. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, rapping Tupac. I saw this gay guy and a straight guy mm-hmm. just chilling Tupac mm-hmm. white girl Tupac and I was like yo music is crazy and to me that's like the best feeling I ever had and uh, the most humbling feeling I ever had when it came to music mm-hmm. just knowing that somebody wrote this song that everybody knows yeah. and then there's a famous video of DMX performing at Coachella yeah. or Woodstock one of them I don't know if you ever seen it, but look it up when you leave, bro. Okay. DMX, it looked like he performed in front of the whole the whole world. Okay, you talking about when he uh when he was doing that red jumpsuit? The red jumpsuit, bro. Yeah, that's one of my favorite performances. Actually. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, DMX, man, everybody don't don't understand, man. X was just at the top. I feel like he was the second coming up pop. Yo, facts. I say this like, all the time. I see this just, all the time. He was doing everything, man. Everybody universally loved his sound. Love what he was giving out. Like he was. I think himself. X was even more loved than Pac, because I feel like people yeah. love Pac more when he died, and things that he was saying. Uh, I think people love Pac. It was just, uh, it was just the media was just so. With uh, the East versus West, pretty much, yeah, right? Just the controversy, but yeah. people, man, you, you hear people talk about Pac, man. They just, it's all love. Yeah, like, from his friends to his family. But I mean, more fans, because I feel like we. we I, no, I, I'm not gonna say that. Because so how many, how yeah. many pictures that we see of Pac yeah. coming out of nowhere? Where yeah, just with random people that were just fans. And, yeah, and but you know what it is too. I feel like Pac rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Right. But I feel like X. He to me he is a second coming of Pac. Definitely. To me, actually, like, uh, well, the marketing was different back then, too. So, yeah, I mean, I look at it that way. I feel like Pac really solidified himself with the Death Row signing because mm-hmm. they were able to do so much for him, especially album-wise and having a crew and stuff. Yeah. And you know how it is with music at that time. Like, you had to have a crew. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a crew thing, especially in the East Coast. You know, Pac is from the East. People forget that Pac is from here. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he was in Baltimore, and then he went to the West when he came. Yeah, I love for New York, man. Yeah, so facts. what happened to him over here, man, he was saddened by that. And to see that happen to his own people, he was he even said, I never thought a black man would shoot me. I get it, man. You know, you know I get it, it. Especially in a place where he loves so much. He has so much love for New York. And his own people. Yeah, so it was sad to see that. But DMX definitely being the second coming, man. It, he was doing it all, man. Uh, I feel like the media messed up X too, man. The drugs and the media and just like I feel like the powers to be. It's it's it's, it's crazy. It's man. a lot, man. You know, yeah. only he can tell you how he was really going through it. But of course, he I feel like you are it. you are exposed to different demons and even the ability to have. Because I feel like we all have our vices. Definitely. 
I feel like, but you know, when you are, some vices are harder to, to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once you have that money and that access, man, and you're seeing it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, the, and, and people can't tell you nothing. Can't tell you know? shit. Because you, 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 you had popping right now. Movies, music. He was doing it all, man. Yeah. From the women too. The women fall at your feet as well. Sometimes the women can, can blind you from so many things. And back then it wasn't like the um the pretty smooth guy wasn't the I mean it was a it was a it was a it was an image then too, but like you didn't have to be like the the, the you know, the fashion, the what you wore was different. Yeah. X ain't wear shit but like his jeans, Tim's and no shirt. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, it whatever. Was a fashion, and that it was, was the it. New York yeah. Street wear. Yeah. That was like the you know, Ella Cool J was doing that at that That's time a fact. when he when he had his shows and stuff like it was it was that presence of like I'm a rapper like I'm not just a rapper I'm I'm, I'm a hard rapper like yeah. I'm 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 one of them out here so the women would see that and just be like I'm wrong with him yeah facts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of course at that time you know New York rappers was was still going hard like going strong we had LL we had yeah. DMX we had um Jay Z yeah so. That's you think the New York scene was way better then than it, I mean that's a dumb question because I'm gonna say yeah but what do you think about the music scene in New York back then compared to now. I think uh, now we're, we're kind of getting back up there because we got a lot of great artists in New York, to be honest. Uh, Young and Mace, she's dope. Uh, Dave East, man. I'm, I'm, I definitely look at Dave East, and he's, he's a spitter, and he got he's underrated to me. I feel like I'm disappointed by Dave East a little bit. You're disappointed? Yeah, okay. and I don't think that's his fault. It's definitely not his fault. In a way, I think it is. In a way, in a, in, I just think his, his pen game is just very... Um, it's dope. Mm-hmm. But it lacks to me mm-hmm. um, a certain level of versatility, okay. and not even so much in what he's writing about, but I think his cadence. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Subject matter and cadence, for the most part, I feel like okay. you gotta like, because we have those artists that's 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 steady when it comes to that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and they stay in that box. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Dave to get out that box a little bit and give me that wow factor. What do you think he needs more? Is because to me, I feel like where he should have uh, pushed through was when he came out with that song, Chris Brown. Chris Brown record. See, that's what I was going to say. I feel like he was going to push through. Because I, I was in the roof. I was like, damn, bro. Davies is about to... Like, he got this joint with Chris Brown. He got the video. It's, it, he's, he's moving up. And but I feel like even that felt yeah. more like a Chris Brown record than a Davies record. And I think that that's where I kind of feel like it, it fumbled a little bit. Okay. Because Chris Brown has majority of the song and Dave has, I think, one verse, I think. Right? Yeah, nah, he got like two verses. Is right? he two verses? Yeah. But the song was heavy on the Chris Brown joint. And I remember because we had Dave East at an event. Mm-hmm. And he performed that song like seven or eight times. So I think it's a combination between that and a follow-up. You can't fumble the ball with a Chris Brown feature. You gotta have a follow-up. Yeah, I feel you. You gotta have a follow-up. You gotta have like another hit right behind there. You gotta. But yeah. I mean, his mixtapes to me was always delivering. Consistent, and, yeah. And his, his complete fan base. The Keisha record to me is still one of like the hardest things that's yeah. like... Yeah, Karma Two. Karma Two. Yeah, yeah. Karma yeah. Two got me through some things. You know, mm-hmm. when I was listening to that, I was like, man, he's just he's talking about real shit to me. And I think I'm being unfair. Yeah. I think I'm being unfair because he has been on point. But he's I still think, on point, man. yeah, he's he's been on point. I just look at like also you're signed, you're signed by Nas, right? And Nas co-signs Dave East heavier than I probably see Nas co-sign anybody else. Right, right. Because right. Nas has had the brave hearts. He had Quan. Yeah, you know I mean the guy. It's from, Nas. Yeah, it's Nas, and it's like he's co-signed Dave East. So for me, I just want more for Dave because I feel like he should be the pivotal New York figure. I thought he was going to be the king of New York. That's what I'm saying. To me, I thought Dave East, like when I first heard him, 
uh, I was like, damn, bro, this this guy is just nice, and he just has he got the swag, yeah, his his delivery, his flow is just nice, and you know he got time, he has time still, man. Yeah, of course, he has time. He's man. acting now. He was play, he played Method Man in the Wu Tang show that they had on Hulu. Exactly, man. So he has it, man. I, I don't count him out. He's always gonna be up there. But um, uh, other artists as well. Uh, a Boogie. A Boogie. People sleep on A Boogie heavy. I don't think people and, really sleeping on him, man. I, I think, think so. I think people don't understand how. I don't want to say legendary yet, but he's been consistent, man. A Boogie's been out for a minute. I don't think people sleep on because even man, uh, like I said, just mm. being from Long Island and also being for like uh, having some. Some of my, uh, my dogs in Queens and pe- knowing people from Brooklyn and even in the Bronx. Mm. Like, but even from Long Island, like, you see the white side and they yeah, love yeah. A Boogie, bro. They love him so much. Like, you, yeah. They will blast A Boogie. Even the girls, man. The girls love A Boogie. Bro. Yeah, facts. Like, He's been out here, bro. A couple of shows turning up. I mean, there's people have been turning up. Yeah. A lot of different shows that, that, that I've, I've booked them for stuff before. So Boogie, um, definitely dope. My only thing is, even with you naming some of the names, mm-hmm. like now, mm-hmm. we have to kind of think of like who's in New York and who's whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we still got Nikki. I guess we can count Nikki. We got Cardi, yeah, right? I mean, Cardi's definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. We can still Cardi's, count Cardi's, them. I Cardi's guess. Great. Nikki is. People talk so much about Nikki, and they try to say that he's she's over, but how know, she's you can't you can't crush somebody yeah. that's just done it all. Yeah, and still can just come on a track and bless your track, and your track will just. I think we just want I think people just they they don't understand that yo people go they grew, we grow like yeah. the same way we're artists but we're still people we grow we're yeah. not gonna do the same thing we were doing when we first came out like we're gonna walk, go into the fashion world we're gonna you know people are begging for a Rihanna album yo this chick is making billions off of Fenty yeah, she's man, chilling like, you know what I mean she'll come with the album when she's ready and you know it's gonna be fire you know it's gonna be fire yeah, you gotta respect I respect artists like, alright so and that's the problem with people today man they don't they don't wanna wait they don't respect the process. They don't. Yeah, they don't respect it. They want music so much, and I, I, I start. That's why I said for me, I, it's quality for me. I was gonna say that. I don't want to just put so much out, and then you're gonna be like, oh, oh, give me more, give me more. Like, nah, I want the music that I want to put out there. It has to stand the test of time. That's why to me, Nas was like one of my favorite artists. Exactly. Yeah. Nas was never an artist that's like, I'm gonna give you an album every single year or every whatever like mm-hmm. that. Like, Nas is like, yo, I'm going to give you something in a couple of months. But when I do, for the most part, it's going to be quality. Yeah. And people, honestly, I think, some people, anyone that says that Nas has a whack album, I feel like they're just comparing Nas to Nas. I think they always compare him to, it's always that him versus Jay-Z thing. But even that, I feel like it's not fair. Because I feel like Jay has some some albums that's not really. But his beats. Because it's always been the conversation like with... It's, yeah. That's always the conversation. That Nas can't choose beats. Yeah. But I feel like that's for us too. Uh, some of his beats are not that great. Some of Jay's beats ain't that great either. Uh, name mm. a lot of Jay beats that ain't great though. I can name a, a quite a few Jay beats that's not really great. You might like them. Not Anything. Not the joint he had before on... Um, I forgot what, 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 what volume it was, but... The I'll do anything sample was whack to me. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I kind of dig it though, but honestly, yeah, the Sunshine record was whack. The yeah, Foxy Brown and Babyface was on that record. I feel like he was trying to get that bad boy sound a little bit. Okay. Um, Jay has Jay has a lot of great production because he's been blessed to be around a lot of dope producers. Yeah. Um. And I feel like Jay also was chasing something that Nas wasn't chasing. 
Nas wasn't chasing like the fame and this and that, whatever. Like that wasn't right. Nas's bag. Right, right. Nas was more of an artist. Like Nas's artistry. Nas didn't care about having a label. He didn't care about having signing art signing producers that's responsibility was to help craft your sound. Nas didn't have a just place. He didn't have a Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like that wasn't his whole thing. It was like, yo, I'm gonna just make dope music. But uh, Nas has a lot of great beats. Um, that complement Nas's style. Yeah, he got great beats. And he got some other ones that's kind of like, whatever. But I think what Nas does on those records mm-hmm. makes up for it. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say... Because uh, Ether wasn't a great beat. To me, it's a great beat because the way it is, like the the sound. Right. And you could just, once you hear it, you're like, this is a, this has to be the type of beat where you got to go at somebody's story. Oh, no, facts. Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. When Remy did it, like you hear it, you're like, all right, she had... She had this yeah, you gotta go, yeah. you gotta smash somebody. This is yeah. not a beat where it's just you just don't you can't dance around and be smooth with this. You gotta yeah, kill, you gotta right? kill somebody. You yeah. gotta talk about somebody reckless on this. So, yeah. So I feel like that. Who, who do you think won the battle? Um. I feel like you're gonna say Jay. Nah, man. Ether to me is the what he said on that shit is crazy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, uh, he edged him out with that one. Edged. But I feel like it's also not fair to a degree, but then I think it is. Takeover was four verses, two of it, them were at Nas. It's hard to say who yeah, it. It's yeah. hard to say it. For me, it's hard to say because both of them are still at the top of the game. Yeah. They're respected. And Nas yeah. just dropped the album to me, which is flawless. Yeah, and people going to listen to shit. His, his album, yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. And uh, when he had the one with uh, Kanye producing it, like. Did you like that album? The EP? I did. Yeah, I did. I respect it. I think I people don't. I, I I get it. I I I get why people don't like it, and I get why people would like it. Yeah. Shot the kid was in my favorite. Oh record, yeah, right. But um, I respect where he was going. He was yeah. trying to do. He was trying to do something different. Yeah. But he still had Nas, Nas on it. Like he didn't try to. If he dropped change. that record now, it would have been way more impactful. You think so? Yeah, with everything going on, and that's Nas though, man. Yeah. Nas is so prophetic. Like, to me, Nas is just one of those calculated artists. I like my artists when they calculate it. So I'll give you an insight. I'm not gonna give you like my top five. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to have you judge me, right? But like <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't. Lauren Hill is a, is a, one of my top fives. Alright? Yeah. Lauren Hill to me has put out one of the when you present to me like your mixtape, do whatever you wanna do. Right. When you present to me your album, I want I wanna know you. I want to know what you were thinking and this uh, an album to me is a soundtrack of whatever was going on before that. That's why they say your first album takes forever to make because you lived your whole life. I believe that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My first project I ever put out was called The Crowded Room. Mm-hmm. I was going through a mad mad depression at the time. I did that shit in like two days, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people who knew me were asking me to put a project out. Yeah. A lot of people that follow me on social media were asking me to put something out because I was just doing little verses here and there. People knew I did music, but at the time I was going through a lot. I didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. I did this album... And it was a personal album for me because it was a soundtrack to what I was going through. Right. The moment it started picking up steam, I was dubbing everything. Mm-hmm. I was literally emailing like, this is 50. I was emailing Worldstar because we did a video and then Worldstar picked it up. Mm-hmm. I was emailing like different blog sites, all hip hop. Yeah. And I was like, yo, can you do me a favor and take the album down? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I didn't care so much about that album being my first representation of it. Mm-hmm. And the only person that kept it up was Jack Thriller. He was like, I'm not taking this shit down at all. Right. And it was a really personal album, but the songs gravitated towards certain type of people, right? Mm-hmm. That took a while for me to put that. It's my first project. Yeah. So it's like, 
Lauren, like when you give me your album, let me, I want to learn something. Like, I understand you want to make a girl record, you want to make a club record. I understand why people do that for the marketing. Yeah. But let me leave with a, a bit of who you are. So Lauren Hill's Miseducation, the Lauren Hill album. Yo, you like. You see a lot of uh, female artists always talk about that album. And they talk about that album for, for a reason. Because that album, at that time, I feel like. When she came out with it, we were transcending through so much things that were going on, even in the black community. That's a fact. With just not only in life, mm -hmm. but relationships yeah. and family. Yeah. And she talked about it all on that on that album. So, I, you know, flawlessly, like it, it, yo, and the album like it ages so well because I played it a couple of days ago, and I, I you know, X Factor to me, like, all right, so I got certain, I don't know if you ever do this, but yeah, the certain records I be so tight. I'm like, damn, I didn't think of this shit. Like, I was right. telling my boy, because my boy's like a phenomenal songwriter. Yeah. And we was having a writing session. And um, like he sings, and, and, and he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I picked him up from the... Um, he lives out in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I picked him up. And as we're driving, heading back to the studio, he's like, yo, what's wrong with you? I was like, yo, I'm just upset right now. He's like, why? I was playing the song In My Mind mm -hmm. by Heather Headley. I don't know if you ever heard it. Okay. Um you ever watch the series The Game? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know if you remember the series, if you've seen every episode or whatever, but I was like an avid The Game thing. Like, I'm big on black films, um, sitcoms, things like that, because yeah, I like yeah. the stories that they tell, you know, whatever. So, the relationship between the two main characters, Derwin and, Mel Derwin and Melanie, was also, yeah, like, yeah. dope to me. Mm -hmm. And there's a part where the record comes on in my mind. And, it's, you know, song goes, in my mind, you always, I always be a lady, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the way they placed it in the show was so dope. It shows... The conflict of two people who broke up but still love each other and want to make it work but can't make it work and he has a girl now and she has a guy and the song is telling the story the song tells a story and i'm in the car like yo what was she thinking when she made this record that is so relatable where someone can find it and fit a scene for it and like what were you thinking and i feel that way about x factor by lauren hill i was like yo wycliffe really messed your head up you know what i'm saying like yeah, for you to do this and then i think of zion like yo the 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 love for your child like you made this record nothing even matters and then and then i'm gonna take it a step further right. for your album cover to be mm -hmm. your face etched in a, in a desk yeah your face is etched in a desk and it's called mm -hmm. the miseducation lauren hill your skits represent the theme of the album right. your skits are about love and being misinformed about love flawless like flawless she 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 thought about how she was gonna present this album yeah. for people to see and for it to be the test of time, like standing the test of time. Um, and that's why I feel like she doesn't really have a lot more that she came out with because she just wasn't inspired yeah. by so much that's going on, you know. And that sometimes can happen. You yeah. can just be uninspired by what's going on in the world and your life and, you know, yeah, just many things. So, uh, Definitely. She gets a pass for me, man. Like, as much as I want to hear Lauryn Hill, like, you made Miseducation. You made the Unplugged album afterwards, which is which is also she, dope. She went from Fuji's to yeah. breaking off and doing her own thing. And yeah. She she was at the top. No one was touching her. When's the last time you had a... Uh, what's the last album that really made you excited? Like, what's the last album that you made, that made you excited and you like, I, I, can, I can listen to this, like, forever? Um... Kevin Gates. Uh, People don't mention Kevin Gates a lot. Uh, Luca Brasi. Okay. Too. Okay. That one definitely for me. That 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 tape album. Uh, 
he came out with that. I was going through a lot of things during that time, and just hearing that tape, and but not only just that tape, just understand who he was, and seeing the things and hearing what he was, how he went through, with yeah. whatever. I, it, it, it touched me, and I was like, man, like I could listen to this forever. Yeah, I was at the gym the other day, and I was listening to the album. Right, right. and it definitely that's the album uh, that I could definitely I, I'll say that recently came out for me. And, I could definitely listen to him. I rock with you, man. I like yeah. to taste some music. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Kevin, you know, you know what drew me to Kevin Gates? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why I feel like being an overall artist is, is on point and it's good that people can know your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, his interviews. So I'm saying. The realness in his interviews. Yeah. And then I didn't see any different in his music. Yeah. I hear the realness in your music. That's that's how that's how I am, man. If I if I see you how you how you're talking and then I hear your music and you're just exactly the same way. And I know it, but I can also take your pain from the music yeah. that I probably have in my life, and I'm hearing it, and I could feel that. Man, you won me over, bro. All right, so another person that's in my top five. I told you, Lauren. Yeah. Um, I get judged by all my friends judge me for this shit, man. Okay. Um, and it's so funny. Like if I'm in certain type of vibes and certain moods, and my friends laugh and they feel like me and this person's um. They feel like we're alter egos. Like, we just, like... <laughs> okay, now I can't wait to hear So, person. because, like, when he goes through girls, girl problems, uh-huh. I tend to go through this shit. Okay. We have similar issues with depression. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, we both do similar type of things. Okay. Um, I actually know him, and, and I know the people around him. I've, I've been at parties and stuff like that, whatever, mm-hmm. which is funny. Uh, we share one... Uh, you, know the, you know the term Eskimo Brothers? Not really. So Eskimo Brothers is if you uh, <laughs> if you're cool or cordial, you're in a circle, mm-hmm. and you guys like had like similar girls, like you guys both oh, had like the same type of chicks. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. are Eskimo Brothers to an extent where we dated like the same girls. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> now I know that yeah. term. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it yeah, happens. Yeah. So yeah, so so we we had that, and um, just even writing wise, like we are very similar. Um, which I feel like sometimes he humbles me because I'm like, what? How'd you get your feelings to make to do this with the pen? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Joe Button. Okay. So okay. my friends laugh at me because like okay. they're going to. We have different other different studios, so they'll be in a different studio, and if they go there before me, and like the lights are off, I always make music with the lights off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, too bright for me. Like, I set the vibe for whatever project I'm working on or whatever. Yeah, everybody has to... Yeah, and right now, the project I'm working for is very deep, very smooth. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a project that's instrumentals and regular songs, and I'm putting it all in one project. Right. And it's all fitting a certain type of vibe. But when they come in the studio and they hear me blasting Joe, like, they're like, oh, God, since going through one of his moods. And they either, like, yo, shake it off, or they, like, leave me in the room. It's mad funny. Joe is someone who... I don't know if you're an avid Joe Budden fan. If you're not... I definitely... I fuck with Joe Budden. I mean, he's been on Slaughterhouse. He's a great spitter. Beyond that, yeah. get into his bag of, of... Like you said, how Kevin Gates can, can, can get your emotions going and stuff. You could be in tune with it. Joe does that for me a I lot of times. I understand that because you see Joe. Yeah. We've all seen his progress and how everything he dealt with. Yeah. Even with just women, his life. Yeah. Everything. And you hear it in his music. And he's dope with it. And exactly. One of my favorite songs too yeah. is by Prodigy. It's mm-hmm. called um, "From My Beat." It's called "Never Feel My Pain," okay. and that song is about his battle with sickle cell. Mm-hmm. And you know he passed away from it. Yeah. But it's like, 
Right. He's like, you um, you got emotions. You emotional because you broke. You know what I'm saying? He's like, mm-hmm. nigga, my pain's in the flesh. Yep. My pain is death. He's like, yo, like, and it made me think about it. Like, yo, the things that we take for granted and things that we stress compared to someone that's really, really going through real physical pain and has to wake up with this pain and stuff. I was like, yo, for him to make these type of records is dope. And that's why I'm like, Kevin Gates is like somebody who like, and he still isn't where I know he could be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he... Or he probably don't even care. Yeah, he don't, he, he's that type of uh, dude. He don't care. Like, he know what he got, he had. Like, yeah. He's, he's one with himself. Like, all he really wants is just to be, you know, have his money, have his family. Yeah. Make the music that he loves. He know he got the fans. And, and that's dope, too. The fact to me, he's dope that he talks about some of these things and just, like, the family life. You know what I mean? Exactly. And he lets you know, like, yo, like, nah, like, you can say what you want about me, but I got to respect my queen. I got to this. I got to that. And exactly. it's like, I respect, I, I respect that, that. I love that, man. Yeah. I, that I want to be like that, to yeah. be honest. I wanna, it's, it's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day, man. You know, fame come and go. That money, it can come and go. Yeah. It, but where are you? Like, where are you going to be when it all goes away? That's a fact. Who's going to be next to you when it all goes away? You know, you got to make sure your people is right. The people around you is okay. And you got to make sure that your sanity is still Make sure because they try to, you know, they try to get him. And yeah. Then, like, they, you know, for what what happened, and they, you know, had him arrested and mm-hmm. put him in jail. And had him out here looking crazy and all yeah, that. Yeah. And, but they didn't break his spirit. No. Nah. didn't break his spirit. And I respect him for that. And yeah. that, that's, that made me even more of a fan. I was like, you see, like, he, he gets it. Like, he knows himself. So you're more for, you, you're more for, and, ah, I can tell by this, Celine Dion. You're more of a fan of the person, as long as they match their music. So you're you're far you're more you're more a fan of the person, the individual, than you yeah. are of like the music they and put Drake out there. Drake is up there too. I'm not gonna leave Drake out of it because yeah, he's he's, he's, he's up there for me. With Drake. He's he up ain't there. No sugarcoat nothing with him. Nah, like, he is who he is. He yo, my friend was talking to me yesterday. Yeah. She was like, she was like, uh, she said, yo, Meek Mill is just so corny. She's like, for yeah. someone that makes such fire music. Yeah. Like he put he, he displays corniness on social media a lot, and people called me corny, and she was like pointing out certain things that he would say, and I was like, yeah, why would he say that? You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. I was like, yeah. even though that's his perspective, and she, he's like, yo, she she said, his persona in real life doesn't match the music he puts out, mm-hmm. and she's like, that's where he lost me as a fan, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. I get it. And I thought of certain situations. Mm. And I was like, yo, you're mad at Wale because Wale didn't repost your album. And that's your label mate. And you have a whole beef for Wale. You're mad at Drake because Drake the innocent not whatever. Mm. And I was like, you do certain things whether, you know, when you put yourself out there, you don't have time to explain your reasoning sometimes. Mm. It's like your first impression is the last impression. I feel like the problem with some of these artists and some of these people too is some of them get blinded by the internet so much yeah, that they feel like they can say what they can yeah and sometimes you don't know what they're thinking yeah so people just you can't tell by emotions about what someone's clicking one sentence on yeah, a thing you don't know how they really feel how many times you get into an argument with your girl I don't know if you're in a relationship or not but yeah. how many times you get into an argument with your girl or, or anybody off yeah. of a text and it's exactly. like they don't know the emotion behind exactly. the text and you're like Nah, this went left. I didn't mean this. Yeah. But now the whole mood is killed. Exactly. You know I'm, I'm such a nonchalant person, but at the same time, I joke a lot. Yeah, that's me too. But uh, through text, sometimes yeah. a female would just be like, I don't even know if you're joking with me right now. 
And I'm like, I am joking. Like, obviously, you know, I don't take stuff serious. You right. know who I am. Right. And he just be like, okay. And I have to tell him, like, yo, just chill out. Like, because then it becomes a, it comes bigger than what it really is. Yeah. And I have to stop that situation because I'm, I'm a person that I don't like no confrontation. I'm like, I, I think of things can just happen blinking an eye. So why yeah. are we going through over little things that really, we could just drop it and it'll be different. You're not big in confrontation with the opposite sex or just period. Just period, man. Because even me now, I'm completely yeah. different in like the way I used to think and move. Yeah. I'm not beefing with, especially anybody that's black. And I know this sounds corny to a lot of people. Like yeah, if things can be avoided, not I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really. I feel like, I feel like we we've all been um, manipulated. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. And we all feel like we have. To, I feel like we find more reasons that more reasons that we're not alike than reasons that we're alike. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like we let the wrong things distract us from really being united and really being. Because I, I be, bad. I be looking at certain things. I'm like, yo, damn, like this world, and this sounds mad corny. I'm like, yo, yo, this world could be so like way more beautiful if everyone just got along. And especially as black people, as minorities, I'd be like, I don't really have no issue to have a problem with this man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's just how I move. And I, I move a lot like a that. A lot of things, just, it's just a lot of things that go on in life. Like, even as a kid, we used to clown dudes for what they was wearing in school. That's a fact. You know? That's a fact. But at the same time, like, dude, I could really go get that if I want to. That's I just fact. don't choose to. That's a fact. I'm just thinking about something else. But that's a fact. You, 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 and then as we get older, we see a person like, like I remember this one dude in school they used to clown on all the time, and now they see him and they just like, oh shit, what's up, bro? Like, yo, yeah. you doing good for yourself? What's yeah. up? Like, da, da, da. And that dude, he's like, he's cool about it, but he ain't really fucking with them. Yeah, you know, because he remembers. He, because yeah. he remembers. And it's like, man, as a kid, we should have known better. Like, you should have known not to really judge somebody from what they were, because. Who they are now is they they probably completely different. They could do a lot of things for you, and they probably really cool. But yeah. honestly, you just don't know it oh, yeah. because you just stuck in that moment where you just wanted to be an asshole. I'm cool with a lot of people now that I was never cool with in school because right. I can look at myself. I was like a popular kid in school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was always a person that was either doing music or sports or yeah. talking to a chick and. Yeah. And, I, and I, I always show people love. I was never like a nigga to bully anybody or this type of stuff. Right. But I was more just like, you know, we just, certain people you gravitate towards and you didn't gravitate yeah, towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny now because like, as I started doing more in, in life, I look at the people that I was cool with and I'm like, they're not really doing much. Yeah. And then I look at the people that I weren't really cool with and these are the people who I laugh and joke around with and we talk and, you know what I mean? Yeah. We exchange different business ideas and we talk. And because I never disrespected, because I never whatever, they have the same amount of love for me still. Yeah. And it's just funny. You know, same thing with, like, certain chicks. Like, the chicks that were bad in high school fell off now. You know what I mean? Right. And then, yeah, like, fell way off. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like way yeah. off. Yeah, like, that just happens. Day. That happens. Yeah. I, I, I knew about that when I was in high school. I was like, yeah. man, you're probably not going to be bad. Yeah, fact. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you go ahead, act like you yeah. have shit, but I already know. I look at chicks this way now. Yo, forget high school. Chicks that I knew three, four years ago that was like moving out there like he was really bad. It's like, all right, you not really, you know what I'm saying? Doing, and, and you know what it is? I feel like we look for more than the, I can't, I don't know about you, but just getting your vibe in, or from mm-hmm. vibing with you, we look we look for something beyond the physical. Oh, definitely. You definitely. know what I'm saying? Definitely. I, I, for me, a woman, yes, I, I'm attracted to you physically, but man, how are you moving? Like, what's really, what's really in that head? Like, what? Can't, do I know I can trust you? Do yeah. I know that n- not not a lot of niggas out here can trick you 
and have you switch switch your ways. Like That's a fact. I like women that can't be controlled by by a lot of shit that they see. Like I love it when I when I talk to a woman and she tells me niggas throw money in the club to impress me. I love that shit. I love. I, I've had a few girls. I love that. Only a few. Not all. Not all. Only a few women that I've dealt with have told me that, and that shit, man, it just it turned me on more than anything because. I like that more now because now that's all that they put out there in the in the internet and society is yeah, like, like money, money, bur- money Birkin and, bags. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, the yeah. Birkin talk. Thing, yeah, you know, on, on IG, like that's just stupid to me. Like, and then Dirk said it best. He was like, "Fuck that! I, I, I bought her property." That's a fact. Like you know, like. I love that kind of talk. Like, why are we talking about purses that we ain't gonna be rocking next year anyway? Like, I'm gonna get it for you, but like, I was talking with my homeboys. He was like, man, uh, his girl, she wanted the new Apple Watch after he bought her the one last year, and I was like, damn, bro. Like, nah, that chicks like that, bro. And yeah, if, if they, if they, if you don't do it, you know, it's so funny too. It's like. If you're not providing certain things for a female, they try to make you feel guilty and say that you're this type of person. Exactly. And some women, they get jealous because they see uh, another woman stunting on gram or whatever. But they, they don't They don't that. ever take into consideration how that female got that stuff yeah. or why she got it or whatever exactly. like that. Exactly. They just want it now. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, you don't need that. Like, why don't we try to do something better for ourselves? Yeah, word. Instead of trying to make you look good. All the time. Are you in a relationship now? You ain't got. Nah, I'm single right now. Is that because is that is that because of um, the same things that we're talking about now? Do you feel like you can't find a female like that right now, or do you feel like you just like focus on yourself? Uh, I'm 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 focusing on myself. I've always been the type of dude I like to be in a relationship. I, I don't really try to hop too many on girls because you know it, it, a lot of situations could be really touchy. Me, I I don't get tight over women messing with other guys either. I've been in situations where I've been side nigga. And I'm just like, I don't really care. And, I can relate. I get it. And I'm just like, I don't really care. Because right. I already know that you're not for me. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's cool with me. But um, I've always been the type of dude that I, 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 I like to be in a relationship. But it, it's hard to find a woman out here that is just all about you and all about just trying to help you and trying to get you right. And not really concerned with what's going out there in the world. Not trying to be so hot. And in the deeper sense, do you feel like it's hard? Because this is the reason why I ask this. Do you feel like it's hard to find a female that's understanding of where you're trying to be in life as far as a creative? Definitely. My last relationship was like that. Uh, she didn't think that I was going to take it seriously. And she was more concerned about um, the people around her, how they would think. Because, you know, mm. you know sometimes you, you be in a relationship with a girl and... Uh, she wants to brag to her friends and her family about what she, what her man is doing. Right. You know, some women are just like that. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, so definitely saying, oh, my man's an artist. Like, no, nah, like you, sh- you trying to say, oh, my man's a doctor or my man's right. a lawyer or like he's this, that, whatever. So sometimes that could be a problem. And, you know, but you got to understand, man, like you got to let those go. Yeah. They, that means they're not really with for you. They not they don't care about how you are going, how you want to take where you want to take your life, and they not they just not rocking with you. So you just gotta let those go. And females don't understand. Like if you reciprocate that, sometimes it's harder for you to bring a woman to your family and say she does X Y Z. Yeah, you know what Everybody, I'm saying? Every, family, everyone's different. Family's, family's always going yeah. going going something. The, a woman can be she can have the greatest job, but 
if she's there's something about her that your family's just like, I don't think she's pretty enough. Right. Or she, she laugh a certain way. Like right. there's always family's always gonna be like that. She's never on time. Yeah. Just like small things like that. Exactly. You know? yeah. And even when you know, even when uh, when I'm going out with a chick, like your brother may not like me. That's he a fact. might because he might have had a bond with the last dude you was with. Yeah. And he gonna try to pick out something that he just don't like. Yeah. But I'm not. That's why I be telling. Or your or your friends may not like the fact that you actually happy now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Which is a main common thing too. Like. Exactly. Yeah. So now I get it, man. Um, I get that shit. <laughs> yeah, I have I have, I had a, I had a girl one time, man. She uh, she was telling me that her friends was a fuck with me because I was taken away her away from her friends and, uh, and in my last like, relationship yeah and i was like well they gotta understand like they single they ain't got no dudes and how long that they've been searching for a dude they can't find a dude it's not my fault that you found somebody and you're happy society and yeah. bitter people just make mess up a lot of different things because exactly. i feel like even me like mm-hmm. with the last relationship i was with mm-hmm. and the shit was i in the beginning man shit was dope and it's like you genuinely want to be around the person that you're with Mm-hmm. as much as you could be around a person right. you're in those quote unquote honeymoon stages right. and it just takes your friends like you don't come to the club with us no more like, you don't go out <laughs> to hang yeah, out with yeah, us no yeah, more yeah. we don't see you no more yep. why do you think it's healthy to be around 24-7 and the chicks they be feeling guilty you know what I'm saying they never want to be like yo honestly well because like I like being around him yeah. it's like you feel like you have to please everybody mm-hmm. and I feel like mm-hmm. once you get into a relationship your responsibility is to build with that person to see where exactly. you can take it nobody gets into a relationship some people do but most people that get into a relationship like, yo, you know what? I'm going to be with her for a couple of months and I'll be about to end it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You go in there hoping that I, things I, work I, out. I've learned from, because I've, I've also had female friends and I've learned a lot of game from females. It's a fact. So I, I got to say, man, if you do, don't try to chase so many girls and fuck them and try to leave. Try to keep some girls around you that you can have knowledge because a woman knows a woman. That's deep. So... Always keep some some female friends around. I got some female friends, man. Yeah. I've never had sex with them. I've never done anything. I don't even think about it. Like they yeah. go off limits for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just the game that I've learned from them, it's definitely helped me around with just other women. So definitely, man. You just gotta know. You just gotta know. That's dope, man. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure you put this some of this stuff in your album too, right? Yeah, I definitely talk about uh, a lot of. Uh, things that I've had going on with me and females but also dudes too man you hear the stories and you just like damn this happened to you so uh, I'll put that uh, it's definitely and definitely um, the, the, uh, my next tape that I'm gonna have coming out uh, I'll talk about a lot of that so that's dope when's your, when's your next tape coming out coming, you out time so, for it? Uh, coming out soon I ain't really put a date on it yet but well you all about quality anyway so you're not yeah, trying to rush it yeah I'm just not, I'm not trying to rush it at all man I'm just trying to make sure that it has a great sound and just people could listen to it and say, wow, like, you're telling stories. Yeah, man. Um, now, this has been dope. Like, this is pretty much longer than most interviews or, or sit-down <laughs> talks, but I really yeah, fuck with you, man. Like, I really vibe with you, bro. Um, that, this is definitely not going to be the last time that we build. Um, I like what you're doing out here. I like your Thank vibe you. and everything, bro. So I'm, I'm definitely, like, cheering for you, man. And um, even as a person. Thank like, you, man. I appreciate Like, that. person that's dope. What do you have next lined up besides the album? Are you doing visuals for the songs you have? or? Uh, I'm trying to do a, a video for the song that been everybody really likes right now. It's called Dynamite, which... And that's the one that we're going to be yeah, putting together. Yeah, okay. Playing, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to get that video out there. 
And, uh, have you did the video yet or not yet? I haven't done it yet. Okay. But, you know, like I said, I just started doing all this. So, uh, definitely. And that's even dope, man. That you got that mindset to really just, like, do this and, and, and you're fairly new to it. And yeah. even, like, I'm looking at you working hard. I'm looking at the your numbers, your streaming numbers and stuff. So, yeah. it's, like, something that you definitely take seriously. Yeah. Um, the versatility in your music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, catering to different, jo- different crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's dope. And I'm not just saying that because we're doing this here, like, you know, honestly, like, I only want to sit down with people. I do have a team of people that, that send different music to me um, from different artists, you know, or recommend different stuff. Um, but just now, man, like, your vibe and everything is dope. And the appreciate music that, is dope. Appreciate um, So we, I'm going to definitely show love however I can. Yeah. Um, you somebody who I... You remind me of myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I try to say, like, a lot of times we find ways that we could... that We find reasons to not like somebody instead of reasons that we could really vibe with with each other exactly, as brothers man. and sisters you know what I mean yeah. um, so I'm here you know what I mean definitely I got my support that, bro thank you, thank you. Um, tell everybody how they can find you uh, Sunny Sandin on Instagram that's S-U-N-N-Y uh, S-A-N-O-N another N <laughs> you can find me on uh, Instagram you can find me on uh, Facebook uh, I'm on Apple uh Spotify, everywhere. iTunes, everywhere, man. Just and I, I forgot to ask the reason why you choose that to be your 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 name as an artist. Uh, all right. So my grandmother passed away this past December, and uh, I remember before she passed, she told me do something that you really love. And uh, as a child, we used to watch uh, soap operas. That was one of our things. Right. She used to love soap operas, and one of her favorite characters was Sonny Corinthos on General Hospital. Right. So I chose that as my name. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick, you know, 